You're tuned in to the Brand Ambassador Select Podcast. Hi, and welcome back to the Brand Ambassador Select Podcast, where we are building connections, showcasing the impressive, and inspiring movers and makers. I'm your host, Lenore, and today we're going to find out how families, regardless of income or assets, can qualify for thousands of dollars in financial aid towards their college tuition, towards their students' college tuition. We all know college is expensive, and the average yearly cost for in-state tuition which is only the price of classes and fees, no housing, is about an average of $9,400. Out of state is almost $24,000. And every year the cost obviously increases. So this can be super overwhelming. And to reduce that stress on you and your family, I've invited financial advisor and author of Pay Less for College, Risi Aresi, to today's show. Reese has helped college-bound families get their students accepted into schools of their choice and pay less than they ever dreamed possible. He also shows college parents on how to negotiate with financial aid officers to really obtain the absolute best possible aid package for their child. So, Reese Aresti, welcome to the Brand Ambassador Select Podcast. Thank you very much. Now you have to tell me, how can a family actually pay less at a private college than at an in-state school because I want to believe you, but it doesn't sound right to me. Well, state schools are limited on how much financial aid they can give. Private schools can do whatever they want. They have tremendous flexibility. It's easier to deal with a private school than a state college because they have more restrictions than a school like Harvard, Dartmouth, Penn, University of Miami, for example as opposed to the University of Florida, probably isn't giving out too many COVID grants, whereas Miami would. Yeah, I heard about that. What What is this COVID grant? Can you tell us more about it? Yeah, it was an appeal letter that asked for free money that I wrote for the student. And they came back with $5,000. Wow, okay. So can anybody just write that type of opposed letter or do we need to get somebody like you to help us behind it? They need expert help because if the wrong person, if the right person says the wrong thing, they won't get a dime. Mm. So what- I've I've had, I've been doing this over 40 years. So obviously I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I just happen to have more experience than virtually anybody else. (laughs) Professional judgment, they throw away the FAFSA, they throw away the CSS and they start all over based on today's circumstances. Anybody who's going to school for 2020, 2021, the financial aid was based on the 2018 tax return, which oh. is the PPY, the prior, prior year, which so has no bearing on what's going on today. Because let's say somebody made $150,000 in 2018, and this year, all they're getting is unemployment. So how can we fix this? How do we, well, ha- how, how do you help? Because I-, I- a family asks for my help. I re- they ask for a free consultation. I review their situation. And the likelihood is one of two things. I can help them or I can help them. <laughs> and that's the usual response. The, the laughing? Yes. So you, you can help me no I matter loosen, what. I have, I, have to, I have to loosen them up because they're really uptight. They're panicking. <laughs> I Listen, I get it. College is expensive. uh, Yeah, no kidding. I can remember 
uh, maybe 15 years ago or so when NYU went to 50,000. And we thought that was outrageous. Now they're in the 70s. Yup. But that's the cost. That's the cost of attendance. Mm-hmm. You know, and and room and board. In in many cases, there isn't any room and board, or there isn't any sitting in in, in a classroom. Mm-hmm. So you have to take those things into consideration. With this, like Harvard and Princeton, which are only doing online, and they're and I think they're reducing the tuition by about five percent, which is absurd. But that's for the public knowledge. That doesn't mean that there isn't more money to be had from those colleges. So they're like holding out on us then, huh? Well, yeah, Harvard's got a billion, uh, I don't know, $50, $50 billion endowment. I'm not sure what it is this year, but they have they have more money than God, you know. Mm-hmm. And not, not the guy that uh, did the interview with, uh, uh, what's his name? Our good, our, good, our good friend from Delaware, you know. <laughs> But Charlemagne Lagarde, you remember him? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biden did an interview with him, and um, but I don't need to go into what was said there. You, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we, have, we all saw. Is, yes, the bottom line here is, I can help most families, and there are special rules if a if the parents are divorced or separated. What kind of rules are those? Well, it's the ambiguous non-custodial parent strategy which I created. If they both live in the same school district, then whichever parent the student is living at, it, 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 isn't gonna, it isn't gonna matter. It's only gonna matter when school is over and they can move out and go live with the other parent. If it's during the school year, it's, it's not the same thing. Um, because they're they're obviously living with whomever they're living with. They can't they can't live with a cousin in Georgia or or uh, or an uncle because they have to be in the school district where they're in high school. Mm-hmm. So we have to we have to wait until May to refile the forms with the new custodial parent. And that definitely should help a lot of people. Then it does. I had a situation in Florida where the father was making about $150,000 a year and the mother was basically broke. So all the finan- the first year, they, they got no financial aid. We employed my strategy and she went to go live with her mother and got a free ride for the next three years. Wow, okay. Right. right. That, that's a lot of dollar signs that are staying in my bank account. I can see yeah. that. It was quite a while ago, and the University of Florida, you know, the tuition today is like sixty-five or seven thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, I saved them tens of thousands of dollars. So, and then of course we have to dis- discuss the financial aid process, which starts the year before they file their tax return. Obviously, they can make some adjustments if they're in that year for 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 the future. But income and assets are very important, and they have to be in the, in the right place. And for families who own a business and have children over the age of 14, they can put them on the payroll and deduct $12,000 a year because that's a, the zero tax bracket. 
So just imagine that you've got three or four kids and they're all on your payroll. You're saving tens of thousands of dollars in income taxes, regardless about the financial aid mm -hmm. that the family might qualify for. Okay, well now I'm seeing even more dollars staying in my bank account. Next question. How does financial aid change from year to year? Or does it, is it we're locked in when you first sign up for it? No, the only thing they're locked into are the uh, scholarship and, and uh, grant, so the, basically the scholarship restrictions, which is a certain GPA in order to maintain it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's open season next year. Now, I want to hear all about your book. It's called Pay Less for College. Give us some details on all the tips and tricks that you have in there. Well, we, we would be on the phone until tomorrow. <laughs> the condensed the version. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I just mentioned, the ambiguous non-custodial parent strategy, when parents are separated or divorced, that's one thing. Uh, obviously, financial aid plays a very big, important part of the whole thing. It has to be, students have to be poor. They can earn money, but they can't keep it mm -hmm. because there's no asset protection allowance for students. So if they have $1,000 in the bank, they're going to lose $200 a year in financial aid. Oh. If they lend the money to a parent, they can't gift it unless they're 18 years old and an adult because anyone can gift any adult can gift $15,000 a year to whomever they choose. Yeah, unless you, if it's over, you needed that all that paperwork and writing that you actually like, you know, gave it away. Yes. And then you have an agreement with whoever you might have gifted it to. Mm -hmm. If it was outside your if it was outside your household. Yeah, for sure. I now, mean, there's so, there's so many ramifications, but everybody's got a different profile, a different financial a situation, and of course the academics are are different, you know, with the SAT and the and the uh, and the GPA and whatever and obviously community service in high school is ultra important. I've had students that got community service scholarships hmm. for thousands of dollars because they helped others who were less fortunate than them. They didn't go off to New Zealand and work in the bush and help you know the natives. We got people in West Virginia that are starving and the same thing here in Florida. You want to keep it home just because a family can afford to send their child to Europe or Southeast Asia or wherever during the summer for, for a community service that does not bode well in the financial aid process. So aside from community service, are there any other, are there any clubs and organizations that students can join while in high school to help, help with the financial aid process and to possibly give a little bit more money towards? Yes. The French Club, the Glee Club, uh, the, 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 there are numerous clubs in. Well, you know, it's 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 terrible. There should be a COVID nineteen club, you know, to go out and help seniors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or students can do community service in their own. Well, well it's really tough in your own in their own neighborhood mm -hmm. to a family that has uh, a, a child that happens to be incapacitated and needs a babysitter or whatever or maybe they need to walk the dog it helps any little part can help and then the kids putting themselves out in their community shows that one they care and two they're a well-rounded individual which would be 
an automatic good image for insert school to accept you or to possibly get more right. money as well because you're a well-rounded citizen two other places for community service church or temple or mosque yeah religious i, I mean I've, been, I've had i've had students who did community service at their temple or their church or their mosque and on sunday mornings or whenever it was you know they had services they helped the old biddies into their cars so they wouldn't fall down in the parking lot and if they worked an hour it wouldn't be unheard of to get two hours of community service wow that's nice but, they, but it, it it all has to be verified by whomever ran that organization or temple or church or mosque or whatever whatever it was now as the students are doing this so they they're helping with the community they have the clubs now all of this stuff goes on a, a resume do they do college kid do high yeah. school students need a resume to really get into college no but it helps it's another addition that most students don't have so if they've got something more to look at that's important on the css it asks to fill out all the community service but it's not the same format as a three-page resume that could be mailed to the director of admissions in a priority mail envelope with signature guarantee so you know who signed for it and when it got there so in your opinion do you suggest students doing it really like that i don't want to say like the old school way but pen and paper or printing it out and giving it on somebody's desk then actually forwarding that to that admissions individual's email address absolutely they can do both oh it's not it's not, not going to hinder you and look too greedy if it's like oh um i'm messaging you with my resume here and i'm also going to send it to you in the mail so you have it on your desk tomorrow too the only the only reason they wouldn't physically mail it is if they were requested to only do it on the internet you, you don't you, you don't buck the system i mean i had a student one time i'll never forget their parents were divorced and that they had to sit on either, either side of the conference table or they would have been at, 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 uh, at each other's throats and and the daughter wanted to send the resume on pink paper with flowers or hearts or something and i said no you don't want to do that she said no no i'm, I'm going to do that i said your parents are paying me to help you and you don't want to do that and the parents got on her case and she didn't she did she she wound up not doing it her way and it probably helped in the long run yes i've had all different kinds of situations see it's I've funny had from, from alaska to rhode island I, I do think it's funny when you're when it's supposed to be on like a regular paper but then sometimes i think like counselors or teachers are just like or when you do look things up online they say show your uniqueness show who you are show your character and maybe some people think that like me printing it out on pink paper with flowers is showing a reflection of myself but may not actually look as professional as we think well i've also had clients on three continents so it's a very wide spectrum here mm -hmm. and um it's really what i said before as far as me reviewing someone's situation their financial situation and i mean if the kids in 12th grade there's not much we can do as far as academics but the best time to contact me is at the end of the eighth grade so they start high school off with a bang and when it comes time to run for class president they're the first one in line not hiding behind some tall kid True. Even the, like the student council and student governments, that's probably definitely an A plus on a resume for colleges as well. 
Absolutely, or the, or they start their own fundraising organizations and hire their friends as as officers. And that one helps their friends too. Sure, one of my one of my clients, uh, I recommended that she do that, and one her middle brother was legally blind, and she con collected about fifteen thousand wow. dollars in donations, and Harvard interviewed her, and I made sure that she got in. Nice. Look at you go helping everybody out. Yeah, that's, greatly that's appreciated. What I, do. I, I, I help people. I help people based on the experience I've had helping others. And everybody's got a unique situation. Now, are savings bonds actually an asset for situations like these? Yes. I've, I've had situations where people lied on the FAFSA uh. and years later cashed in the savings bonds. And they got fined $5,000 for lying on the form. Ooh, that's a lot of money. Because the interest doesn't show up until you cash them in. Mm -hmm. So if somebody has savings bonds, they either say they have them, and besides they're, not, they're hardly earning anything anyway, so they should really be cashed in and do something else with the, with the money. True. But savings bonds are a guaranteed asset. So what is some last minute advice you have for, I wanna say one parents that are out there that could be listening right now saying, wow, my, my, I need my son or daughter to, to, to perspire and achieve and get into these colleges that they can do in high school. And two, speaking to, to the next generation of students and the kids that are gonna be joining college, what advice do you have for both of those groups? Call me. The number. So I can, so I can find out what their situation is rather than make a blanket statement because everybody's situation is different. True. So the number is 772-800-5757. Once again, to reach out to Reese because he is either going to help you or he's going to help you. Those are the only two options that we have here. 772-800-5757. You can also grab a copy of his book, Pay Less for College, at paylessforcollege.com. You can also check him out on Facebook, facebook.com slash college in aid. Reese, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us all of this very important and useful information to help save us and bring the next generation of kids into the education field. Thanks very much for having me. I'm your host, Lenora, and that's a wrap on another episode of the Brand Ambassador Select podcast. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss one. More at brandambassadorselect.com. See you next time.